Listener Production. As much fun as using a fake name on your coffee order. Skinny chai tea. Oksana. That's me. Peppermint mocha with a double shot for a Min Lee. That's me. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Interesting suggestion coming out of England, Alex Dyson, over the last couple of days where a committee has uh, put forward an idea to ban smoking, right? Or to get rid of smoking, to wipe out smoking, okay? Mm. So they're suggesting that the smoking age in England should rise by a year every year. This is according to theguardian.com. So essentially, this year, 18-year-olds, sure, you can buy a cigarette. Next year, you've got to be 19. Year after that, you've got to be 20 to buy cigarettes. The year after that, you've got to be 21. Soon there's going to be, you know, 45-year-old people waiting out the front of convenience yeah. stores. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You look like a 42-year-old. Can I check some ID, please, mate? Yeah, going up to like 65-year-old guys. Uh, can, you, can you buy us a cigarette, please, mate? Or a 60-year-old going up to an 80-year-old. Hey, mate, do you reckon you can buy me some darts? <laughs> So, anyways, it's an interesting idea, and you know, mm. it might very well work. It could really cut off, you know, it just stops a generation. Well, and there you have it. A lot of things that the Brits did caught on for a while there, but a lot of the world moving away from it as well, and potentially could Australia, Matt O'Kine. It's might be a bit interesting in a few of the conversations hanging around our relationship with the UK. So, we'll get into that in a moment. We've also got some very, very fun talk back, um, which we're going to be hearing from later on. And. Our good friend will be popping in, potential future president of this country, Mr. Ran T. Dog, <laughs> will be joining us later to uh, take on a few issues which have been bothering our listeners. Better get some extra um, umbrellas up just because uh, we know he loves to spray it <laughs> and not just say it. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. How old were you in 1999, Matt? Uh, I was in year nine, and that's like my little math code, you know. I was in year one in 1991, and I was in year <laughs> nine in 1999. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so why why do you well, ask? Well, I mean, I can take you back to that to that era. I mean, I was downloading my first MP3s. Yeah. Right? I remember Limp Biscuits. Nookie was certainly one of the very first. I remember browsing the internet and hearing about this MP3 wave. I was mm. like, oh. My God, I can get songs whenever I want. I downloaded Winamp. Yep. And I started, you know, dodging viruses like Neo from the Matrix, my dude. <laughs> Did a virus come up and say, dodge this and just absolutely blow your computer's brains out? <laughs> I tell you what, I, it did, and it was called the Wellcome virus. I believe I've talked about it before. I had to go to a classmate Jared's house and get him to link up his computer to uh, or swipe it from me. Well, I, uh, I only ask because it would have meant that you were a little bit too young to vote in the last referendum with Australia becoming a republic. Uh, I uh, Australia it, voted to remain under the uh, the the rule of, of the monarchy of Great Britain. I didn't understand that at the time, though. But, you know, I, I can imagine now that there's a lot of reasons why people would have, not even sentimental value. I mean, I mean there would have been a lot of business reasons and blah, Yeah, there's blah, all sorts blah, of blah, reasons blah, why blah, people blah. do it. But it's interesting to hear about whispers that there could be another, another little refi. Like, it could, could be time to try again and maybe become a republic. We're going to go all Harry and Megan on them. <laughs> on, Are we now? Okay. Go Harry and Megan on dat ass. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Dat ass being Queen Elizabeth's, of course. 
Um, but it's interesting. It opens up so many possibilities because, sure, you're suddenly no longer a monarchy. Instead of a governor general, you've got like a president or something. Um, the thing is, if Australia does become a republic, we're going to need a new flag, which is quite exciting, Matt. Bro, we've been doing having this conversation since I was in primary school. I remember designing a new flag as a kid. Yeah, I remember doing that. That was fun. Yeah. What was your uh, vexology? Is that what it's called? Flag design? There's like a Look, subreddit about it all. I, I went for uh, the Aboriginal flag instead of the Union Jack and then the Southern Cross, but instead of stars, you know, little boomerangs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I thought it was all right. I was pretty woke back then, bro. Before That's before I started going uber conservative, yeah. spending all night watching Sky News. Yeah, and starting purchasing property and all that, just <laughs> playing the game. Can't afford to have new flags, man. i got interest rates. <laughs> exactly to right. worry about. Well, producer Ed, you've got a um, favourite new flag design. Yeah, a new flag that came up in 2015 by Jeremy Matthews. It's a nice little green and gold vibe. One thing I don't like about the flag is the red... One blue, not very Australian. We don't use it in our sporting things. No. I suppose that can happen. Like the Netherlands is just all orange for, for whatever reason and That's we're green true. and gold and our flag's different, but that would sync up a little bit better. Yeah. So uh, here, I'll show you, Matt, through the screen here. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, that's simple. Mm. does look a little bit like the Centrelink logo. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Well, it does kind of. Like, it's certainly the same colours. And I don't even want to make jokes about Centrelink. I made a joke about the Centrelink on the project about the new system they got put in, and, man, people got real angry at me. So I'm not trying to make fun of anyone who's on Centrelink. Oh, Matt, you need to get back to your woke days. <laughs> yeah, Again, you have changed. I can't believe it. People mm. got so mad. I was... Well, oh, the flag is another thing that had changed. The other thing we'd have to think about is the public holidays. I mean, there could be a great reason. Whenever that we become a republic, that could be a new Australia Day, like just mm. having a really great uniting day that could be um, around summer. We can all have a good celebrate there um, together. The other one yeah. is what would we do with the Queen's birthday? Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about who we going to have on the coins. And the first person I thought of was Corey Worthington. I don't know why. Well, that's what I thought. I thought maybe <laughs> um, some new public holiday suggestions if we do become a republic, and that is Worthington Wednesday, where Corey, <laughs> just for the whole country, plans a party on a big Wednesday, <laughs> just a, a midweek hump day party, and uh, 25 million of us show up to it. How about that? <laughs> Start trashing the cars. The only people who couldn't party was the uh, crew at ACA. They'd have to cover the story. <laughs> yeah, the, the loud neighbours, exactly. <laughs> uh, the only suggestion there, it could be too difficult because it would be back-to-back with Toadfish Tuesday, and that's where everyone pops on oh. a curly mullet and honours our Lord and Saviour Toadfish from Neighbours. R.I.P. to Neighbours saying goodbye last Friday. Oh, my gosh. Dear, oh, dear. Um, I was thinking as well, the Iders of March... Okay, that's, this would obviously be in March and it would be the day Ida Buttrose became the head of the ABC. We could commemorate that great Australian and that real moment in history when Ida stepped up to the public broadcaster. It's been a bit quiet, hasn't it? I mean, has I, what's... Well, Ida, I think they recently sacked 58 archivists from the ABC and said that mm. the journalists would do their own archiving. And i got to tell you, having worked at the ABC before, Matt, I don't know if that's going to be getting done. Can you imagine if... After we got off air at Triple J Breakfast, go, good work, boys. Just need you to uh, get that show, <laughs> edit it up, pop it in the archives for us. I couldn't even update the blog because it was in <laughs> HTML, remember? Yeah, that was. No, but, but do you also remember that they've lost the original footage of the 
Of the moon landing? Oh, no. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. It's like The when original I, footage. It's like when I taped over my family videos with Austin Powers 2, the spy who shagged me. <laughs> well, because they didn't do that. What about um? we could celebrate Midsummer? Okay, that's where we take uh, all the mid-strength beer in Australia and throw it overboard from a replica <laughs> of the Endeavour because we're not putting up with that. Weak as pissed up. I like mid-strength except for at, at football games, yeah. okay? I need yeah, you- mid-strength, not mid-prices, bloody MCG. <laughs> Thank you very much. Keep giving us that full strength price. <laughs> Unbelievable. Or we could have like, instead of Thanksgiving, we could have like cheers given or something like that. Oh, yeah, okay, that's not bad. And it would be very similar to the American um, Thanksgiving, but instead of uh, turkey, we'd all eat roast ibis <laughs> oh my God. around the have kitchen you, table. Does anyone eat it? Is it? Has anyone thought about eating it? I don't know. Can you eat Ibis. And apologies for any vegans in here. Um, I mean, on Reddit, someone said they're not a meaty bird. <laughs> That's fair. That's a pretty fair call. They do look rather lean. Yeah, well, look, if you've got a suggestion as to what public holiday we should have, if we do become a republic, let us know, Matt. And Alex. Fit check. Well, Alex Dyson, you know my dad uh, is a dentist, currently retired now, but certainly spent most of his life. Hung up the drill. Uh, yeah, between the, uh, you know, in between the enamel yep. and, uh, you know, scraping the, the tartar. Did, uh, did he get a memento when he retired? Did they give him a plaque or anything? Well, I mean, that's actually, that's actually why I wanted to bring this up. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, my God. Lamau got him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, because for about two years of my life, we had a dentist chair in our lounge room. (laughs) And I've discussed this. That's terrifying. Well, I just remember, like, when dad brought it home, because he could, like, they were obviously giving it away or something from the clinic that he was working at. And so he just brought it in, and we just had it in our lounge room for, like, literally a couple of years. Yeah. Until he, um, it was so heavy, dude. Like, and I oh, thought it'd yeah. be really exciting to have like go up and down on when mm. I was like young, but it kind of you know the novelty wore off. And he did treat my teeth on it a few times. And he, did he? Did you have like just on the tray there to the sort of complete the aesthetic? Did you have some just really big weird sunnies just on the tray <laughs> as well? Well, I remember like I was like, man, this like eventually we're like we this needs to go. But it, me and dad, for me and dad to move it, it was so so heavy that we could only like barely get it out the back door to mm-hmm. the yard. And then I remember one day it was just gone. And I remember asking dad like years later, because I was filming the other guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in one of the episodes, the other guy, the character has a dentist chair. You know, my, my dad's character has a dentist chair. And um, and I was like, whatever happened to the dentist chair? And, he, and dad goes, oh, it's just buried in the backyard. <laughs> like, so he just buried what? it. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, what? Like he just here? He's like, yeah, I just. Well, he probably did it in the middle off. of the night. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> Why and would so, you know about that? <laughs> so, anyways, that's the basis of episode four of season two. If you ever, if you're ever wondering what, where that storyline came from, when uh, Daddy Mac decides to <laughs> let go of the dentist chair. But um, <laughs> I was at home again just on mm-hmm. uh, last weekend, and um, you know, it's those moments where you just forget. That like these things aren't what are in normal people's houses. Sure. Like, um, my stepmom gave my daughter Sophia, like she just had so many toothbrushes. 
She'd brought so many toothbrushes and so much toothpaste and she was just like giving out toothbrushes. And I remember by, uh, having all that stuff when I was at home mm-hmm. and there was always before and after pictures like around the house. like Of people's teeth? Yeah. And, like, In not, your like, family? Not, like, or just... No, just like, you know, magazines. There'll be all these journals and stuff. <laughs> and when I was at home on the weekend, there's this um, magazine just sitting on the kitchen table. You ever heard of Bite Magazine? <laughs> Look at this guy. I have he's, not. Just, he's just chilling out. He's obviously a dentist. Um, and you know, there's just a magazine that's all Sounds about- like, is it like Murray Claire, but for vampires? Like what is, <laughs> what is Bite Magazine? Like, look at some of the stories. Okay. Uh, wake up call. How has the great resignation affected dentistry? Right. Um, you know, model of virtue, qualities like compassion are what drives cosmetic dentists, Mr. Dr. Michael Tam. So this <laughs> is like, just, this is around. And I was like, man, this is just because my dad is a dentist, but everyone else must have- Mm. parents whose jobs have just brought weird stuff home with them. Absolutely right. Well, we did talk about some weird jobs yesterday, but it is interesting to see how did that affect the home life? Uh, so let's read out a couple of these. Awesomely Unprepared said, Dad is a doctor, so he receives free stuff from salespeople. The other day I found on his desk a Viagra-branded calculator. So you'd push a button and the screen would slowly rise up. <laughs> um, Jim... <laughs> Jimmy Mac, oh how's God. this? Jimmy Mac says, Mum was a cop, so once found her work gun hidden behind the brown rice in the pantry. Again, Whoa. not normal. <laughs> not a normal uh, Get home the brown rice, will you? <laughs> Just the Glock. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, preserved lizards and goats. I don't know what his parents did. Yeah, yeah, you got to tell us because Matthew also just put placenta. <laughs> so I don't know what your parents were doing to have the placenta there. Short, sharp and to the point. Um, Mim says a sourdough starter that you had to walk softly past, which is very... <laughs> Oi, don't run near the sourdough starter. Thank you very much. Um, but we've also got Georgia on the line. G'day, Georgia. Hey, how's it going? So good, Georgia. Now, look, you experienced uh, a few of the leftovers from the campaign trail. Yeah, so... Basically, my whole life, my mum has worked for Julia Gillard. And just, you know, in, you know, the study in the house and in the garage and that, there's always just been, like, giant posters of Julia Gillard. (laughs) 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 And it's just, you know, it's normal to me to just see her chilling around in that. Yeah. Is it like Auntie Jules? Like, how, how close are we talking here, Georgia? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I know her, like... Kind of well, you yeah. know all that, and yeah. So mum still works for her and everything. They're pretty close, as close as you could get, I guess. Oh. All right. And so, did anyone ever just like stumble over them by chance? Yeah. So the thing is, when I moved out of home a couple of years ago, I got mum's old car. So they're kind of at my house now. But like, you know, I've been out shopping with friends and opened the boot to like put stuff in and there's just <laughs> Jules chilling looking at you from the boot. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Some random backs of Julia. Oh, well, that's incredible. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, Georgia. Oh, good. Thanks, mate. It would have been good when Julia Gillard came on all day breakfast. You would have got a bit of a, a dose of both worlds. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was great. Oh, brilliant. Look, it's, good. it's nice to know as well that there's probably someone out there with Alex Dyson's head yeah. in their boot as well. So uh, thank good you Good old very Greg much. from the campaign. Still got them all <laughs> in his garage. All right. Cheers, George. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. I smell toast. Bow, 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 bow. 
day breakfast. We now enter the part of the show where we begin the fairy tale of the big bad rat who huffs and he puffs and he blows your house of lies down with the truth. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we see how these shock jocks, they end up on front pages of newspapers, the sides of buses, sick of the censorship. Yeah, yeah. People (laughs) with tape over their mouths who host national programs devoted purely to what they have to say. (laughs) Yeah. But for too long, they've been silenced. (laughs) So we thought there's only one way to the top, and that is through the sewers, (laughs) through the drain pipes, uh, which is where our guest for today uh, lurks Mm. with his wiry whiskers and his waggling tail. It is Rant Dog. And um, there are many issues that plague our society. You know, some are very big and get front page attention. Others could be seemingly more trivial, but if they cause anyone harm, then Rant Dog is here to fix them uh, with his yelling. And uh, this week's issue, uh, we've got a voice memo sent in by listener Bert, who's got a bit of a bone to pick with a particular swimming stroke. Hey, Rant Dog, mate. Just wondering if you could let off a little steam about the uh, swimming stroke, the butterfly. I've hated it for years. I hate it now. I even hate anyone who can do it. They're a terrible group in our society. They need to be told. Thank you, Rant Dog. Oh, Bert. Bert, 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 Bert. Mm. I'm happy to let off a little steam, mate. I'm happy to get so hot and steamy that I'll evaporate an entire 50 metres of the pool. Because for too long, these random swimming strokes have accumulated like streaming services of which we've got a whole heap of things that we have no need for. Just choose whichever stroke you want, get from one end of the pool to the other, however the hell you want. Why do I need to be bringing my arms over the back and kicking my legs while they're together to get to the other end? Particularly one that's named after an animal that if it went into water, it would drown within 0.3 seconds. And that's what it looks like when you try and do it. Trying to get all that together, you just drown into the bottom. I don't know about you, Marokine. Well, I mean, it only started because someone wanted to do breaststroke a bit faster. <laughs> so they were doing breaststroke. They're like, oh, if I can put my arms out of the water, I'll get there quicker. Well, breaststroke makes sense. They called a frog kick. Frogs kick in water. What the hell's a butterfly doing in a pond? Just, just people who can't swim fast trying different ways to get there so that they can be the fastest. Like, no one goes, oh, sure, Usain Bolt. Yeah. Sure, you broke the world record, but can you do it backwards? <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you run the 100 hitting your knees on your palms as you run along? It's all these losers <laughs> who can't win in the other races. They have to come up with these technicalities that can get them on the podium. Well, I'm sick of it. Takes up 11 days in the Olympics. No. One end to the other. Get it over with. Enough. So anyway, Bert, I believe I just saved everyone a great deal of time and energy and bloody shoulder muscle. And Bruce McEvane is going to save a few, you know, bit of the voice box as well next Olympics. 
Exactly right, uh, which is more than I can be said for my voice box, which is cooked, uh, but such is the cause that we need to do every time Rant Dog comes to the occasion. But look, thank you very much for joining us on today's program. An honour to be hanging out with you. Yeah, we love hearing from you as well, so keep in touch at matt.n.alex on Instagram or hit us up mattandalex.com.au on the website. And sorry to the people who are um, great butterfly swimmers and want to stand at the podium under a brand new Australian flag at the Olympics. Cody Simpson could be listening to us right now. Is he a butterflyer? I'm sorry, Cody. Emma could be be listening. We don't know who our fans are. I hope Cody doesn't take it... Personally, <laughs> Red Dog just the tackles the issues affecting our listeners. You know, he doesn't go think about who could be hurt in the process. No, he's a protective daddy dog. He doesn't care about who he's hurting. Thank you very much for listening. We've got to get out of here, but we've got a big show for you tomorrow. So hopefully, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alice. Listener.